0: Welcome
1: to Football is Family, a podcast dedicated to the fan and fan experience. My name is Jeremy McFarland, and I want to look at the positive behind what makes football so enjoyable to watch and follow. I want to know why you are a fan of your team, of a player, or an era of football. Whether the pros, college, or high school, I want to hear and share your stories and your love for the game. If you want to be part of this podcast, please message me on Twitter at Jeremy underscore McFarlane, or on Facebook, at the Footballist Family Facebook
2: page. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com.
1: Uh, this is Jeremy McFarlane again for the Footballist Family Podcast, and I've got a special guest. Would you like to introduce yourself, my friend? I am Benjamin Troop, former uh
3: Tennessee Titan, former Florida Gator, Swainsboro, Georgia native. Uh I love all things, Florida Gator football, all things, Tennessee Titan football. I can't stand nothing Jacksonville, Jaguars, Indianapolis Colts, or Houston, Texas.
1: Well see, Ben, you you had me there when you're talking Titans. Then you lost me when you're talking Florida Gators. Now here's I, the thing.
3: I, I can almost assume I, I, I can almost assume
1: what team you like. If you like the Titans. Now you're going to be off. It's not, oh, okay, okay, it's not all okay. right now. Now let me tell you this. Um, I can be bought. My son is 16 years old. He wants to be a vet and to go to university of Tennessee. Okay. If he gets a scholarship, I will, I can be bought now, but here's the thing. Both, uh, two of my kids were born in Tuscaloosa. Okay. All right. But I grew up in the Nashville area and I was a Vanderbilt fan. Okay, so I, I, I don't know where I stand. I'm a Titans fan. That's the most important part of this. That's the most important part of this. Now now, Ben, you um, tell me a little bit about your football journey. Tell me a little bit about your football journey. What got you, first of all, and, and I give people a hard time. You like what you like. How did you get to the University of Florida?
3: Wow. So I'm from Swainsboro, Georgia. Uh, the only the only football team I've ever wanted to play for in my life is the Swainsboro Titans, Swainsboro High School. I'm from a town of about I mean back then maybe maybe three four thousand people. It's grown to probably like ten thousand, and that's a lot, you know. A lot a lot of a lot of children uh, have been conceived since uh, since uh, two thousand or the, or, the, or really the, the, the early nineties, and um, moved to Augusta, Georgia. My mother was going to a, it's now Augusta State University. And uh, went from a small town, like real small, to everybody knows everybody, to a big city, to where you you might you might have known your neighbors. And um, I didn't really know about recruiting. If I'm if I'm out. I went to Butler High School, and we weren't uh, a plant high school in Tampa. We weren't uh, a Brentwood Academy uh, in Nashville. We were another high school in Augusta, Georgia, and we had guys go to you know in this, uh, you know Albany State, uh, Georgia Southern. Uh, South Carolina State. So when myself, Isaac West, and Carlos Rogers uh, started getting recruited, it everything changed. You saw Georgia, Georgia Tech, Florida, Florida State, North Carolina, South Carolina. But we were so young and naive that we didn't really know. So I just went about my day like any other day. And I, back then, I remember, like, out of 130 Division One schools at a spring practice, I think we might have had all 130 there. Now, I don't know if they just all was on the same plane. I don't know because we don't got a big airport in Augusta. But I had a great coach, man, Coach David Land. I had a great, uh, you know, uh, offensive coordinator Coach Moore. And these guys just stressed being the best player you could be for the greater collective. They always uh, focused on the collective. It wasn't about the individual because they was like, well, Ben, think about this. If you can put – if you can really, really put the team goals up here and your individual goals down here, what if you only met one of them? I said – they said, so if you only met yours, the team – you know, you're down here. So for me, I was like, you know what, man, I've never been no stats guy. If if you if whatever you are in life, it, start, it starts at an early age. I was never no stats guy. I never, ever cared about. I want I love to play. I said, man, can I play football? Yeah, I can do it on the football field. As long as I don't got to, you know, you know, perform like open heart surgery. Out there, I can do it because I've done it because <laughs> I've done it. So. When I started really, really getting recruited, well, like I said, I moved from Swainsboro to Augusta and I was using my cousin's uh, address. It was, <laughs> it was 1892 Neptune Road, Neptune Drive. Her name was Hope. I'm getting a couple of letters here, a couple of letters there. One day, I remember this. We, we lived at 2602 Shallowmore Drive. My cousin knocked on the door, had a screen door. I opened up the door and she got two gigantic trash, but like the six foot trash bags, right? One on each side of her the door, I go. What's up, Hope? And she says, "You got to use your own address, dude. You get more mail than the neighborhood does. Like you get so much mail, they don't put it in the box. They they put the they, they put the little uh the real thick rubber bands around it and they put it at our door. So here I'm thinking I'm not getting recruited. Next thing you know, I started getting all these letters. My cousins are like 10, 11 years older than me because my my aunties are like 18 years older, 17 years older than my than my than my dad. So they got sisters old enough to be their moms." One of my cousins, Perselle Dasher, he says, when Steve Spurrier come to your house, you do not tell him no. Now, mind you, I'm thinking, and this is bad. I'm thinking, OK, I know who Steve Spurrier is, but why would he come to my house? Because like I said, I we not we don't have all these powerhouses that we putting out every year, like a pearl comb and all these type places. So I was like, OK, I'm 17 years old. I'm thinking, why would Steve Spurrier come to my house? He don't know where I live. I wouldn't know him if I saw him. I kid you not, Steve Spurrier comes to my house, knocks on the door. My dad opens the door. He goes, how you doing, Ben? They go, that's not him. That's his dad because, you know, my dad looked really, really young, right? And, and they're going through the spill or what may have you, and then Coach Spurrier wasn't saying nothing. The, coo- the two, you know, you get you get the – I call them the 30-second the, the, the elevator speeches. Like, they just – hey, Ben, at the University of Florida, you get the best of both worlds. they used to saying it. And they nudge Coach Spurrier before he nods off. He goes, Benny, you gonna be with us? And I go, Yes, sir, I'm gonna be with you. Shook his hand, didn't think much about it. After he left, after he left in my in my um in my high school off, in my in in my, in my high school prison was off. It was Jim Dunning, who used to be the coach of Georgia. It was Lou Holtz, old coach of Sacramento. and it was Tommy Bowden, Coach of Clemson. Right? All in of my office. Somebody goes, Hey Ben, he coached up here to see you. I'm 17. I'm tired. I go home. Man. I gotta go. I go home. I get on the bus. I go home. Lou Holtz comes to my house, speak. No, no. Jim Donner comes in and speaks. Listen, when he pulls out the driveway, Lou Holtz is right there waiting to turn in. So he drives. Lou Holtz pulls in, gives his speech. He backs out, pulls it. Tommy Biden pulls in and speaks. And I, my dad told everybody that came to the house, I'm going there. I was supposed to be going to South Carolina, North Carolina, North Carolina State. If they came to the house, sir, we'll see you in Columbia. We'll see you in, you know. But spurious came first. Man, listen, I'm a God-fearing man. I make, I make, I make no uh I make no uh excuses about it. Only know my mom to be a God-fearing woman. My mama said, look, she said, I prayed about it. She said, I saw gators in my in my dreams. What? I saw I saw gators in my dreams. That was it. Like, what because I'm young, man. I don't want to make the wrong decision. And fast forward, or oh, you take a step back. When I was 12 years old, I ran track for the AAU, I ran track for the Road Runner Track Club, AAU track. I ran track. Gusta, Georgia. I got to go to Gusta, Atlanta, Maryland. I made it to the Nationals. The Nationals were held in Gainesville, Florida, University of Florida. Five years later, I was enrolled Because when I got back on campus, I am like, I've been here before. So, God guy kind of gave me a preview when I was 12 for what was going to happen when I was 17. And... Out of all the All-Star games, East, West, Shrine, North, South, I said, man, my team was not a playoff team. I did not win no rings. The only time I went to the Dome was to either cover the Falcons or, you know, my team wasn't good like that. I said, I want to go to the Florida-Georgia high school All-Star game. They don't even do that anymore. And RTC, my coach comes, gets me out of RTC. I'm thinking something wrong. I'm like, coach, what's up? He ain't saying nothing. I'm like, can I do something? Did I say something? He said, pick up the phone. Pick up the phone. It was the commissioner of the Florida Georgia High School All Star Game. Played in the Florida Georgia. Got invited to the Florida Georgia High School All Star Game. I cannot make this stuff up. I caught the game winning two point conversion to beat the to beat the Florida team. Who was the quarterback? David Green from Georgia.
1: Oh my goodness.
3: Two years later, I catch the game winning touchdown pass to beat Georgia. Who was the quarterback? David Green. Big so, lefty. Who. Oh, and who and who was the fullback? Ronnie Brown. Second pick in the me. draft, Ronnie Brown. Ron, Ronnie Brown had to play fullback. Ronnie Brown. Who, no, no. Who was the defensive tackle for Florida? Vince Wilford. <laughs> so I, man, I'm telling you, man, my life is so crazy. So I tell people all the time, man. I, I've gotten to play with some incredible players. I've gotten to do some incredible things, and I thank God for it all, man. I don't, I don't take credit for this stuff, you know, Jeremy, man. Because if I do, I would be that's that, that's that selfish part of you to say, oh man, I was just out. Listen, man, I can play football. I can catch that thing. I can get out there and make some plays. But as long as i got to through everything, like listen, man, I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm the tight end of this symphony. When the tight end is ready to play, uh, I pull out my instrument and I play it. As long as I don't got to be all 11, i I'm good. And I've never ever cared about, I've never ever cared about the praise or the accolades. I, that wasn't me because Man, I was a football player, man. I didn't know what spatting up was in high school. People putting the table on their cleats. I didn't know what that was. Give me some cleats. You know, give me some shoulder bands and the helmet. Let's go. Let's do it. But looking at my life now is because I listened to my mom. I could have went to Georgia. I could have went to North Carolina, North Carolina State, all these other places that really was going to feature the tight end. But I got to play for Coach Spurrier. Now, I ain't get a lot of passes then, but I got to experience what football – Brilliance really looks like people. Oh, that guy's brilliant! No, 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 no. Steve Spurrier was ahead of his time in the in the nineties and, and early 2000s, early two thousands. So, I mean, I look back on it, man. Being in the media now, Coach Spurrier still remembers me. I, I ain't Doug Johnson, I ain't Danny Warfer, I ain't uh, Jesse Palmer, I ain't uh, Rex Grossman. I'm being a trooper tight end. I mean, like I'm not. But when he sees me, the reason why he calls me Benny and not Ben, he said because that's what your family called you. We family and he's never caught me being a damn if he says that being he never so hey man i my football my football journey man took me to augusta georgia gainesville florida nashville tennessee tampa florida oakland california i got to see i got to see all kind of stuff i got to meet man i caught a touchdown pass with steven man
1: yeah we're going to talk and, about and, that in just a second
3: yeah man my my football journey is a culmination of a lot of people I'm the one that got the benefit. Well, let me,
1: credit. let me, let me ask you this. Let me interrupt you for just a second. Um, you and I are thinking very similar. Uh, you know what I do for a living. Uh, I told you that earlier. Uh, and what I'm hearing, and, and I guess I told you before we got on air, you're very inspirational in, in how you talk, but you believe in purpose, don't you?
3: what well, I, I believe that's all it is, man. I believe at the end of the day, uh, Ron Zook told me, my, 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 my second head coach in uh, Florida, he says, if you only ever known as being a football player, he said, you have wasted your time. He said, you have wasted like your energy. He said, but most importantly, you have wasted your purpose. He told me that. I'm like, what you mean, man? Because you know I'm young. And I'm like, man, I just want to beat Tennessee. You know, right? But he was like, as a coach, it is my job to talk to the person through football. Right. Like that's how I get your attention. You're the coach. I'm the player. He say. And sometimes as a coach, I really get to see who the person really is. Most football players. We so guarded, man. You'll never know. us. Never. We're not going to let you know us. But and then Ryan Clark, who's on NFL Live, played for LSU, played like 11, 12 years in the NFL. I was interviewing him. He told me, he said, Ben, we focus so much on what we want to be. We never, ever be. We never, ever become what we're supposed to be. What are you supposed to be? And I think about stuff like that. He said, because we want all kind of stuff, right? So when I'm I'm operating out of my purpose, you know, as the Bible said, your gift makes room for you. Purpose and gifts, I think, are intertwined because, you know, my purpose in life is to serve people. And I decide who those people are. I decide when. I decide how much. But I got three children. I got seven nieces and nephews. They're going to emulate what they see from me. Right, wrong, and different. So if I can show them, man, just make sure you go, make sure you're willing to be, like somebody said, Ben, am I supposed to be willing to be uncomfortable for somebody else? Yeah. I'm supposed to go out of my way for them? Yeah. I'm supposed to inconvenience my life for them? Yes. And they're like, well, what do I get out of that? Somebody did that for you. You just don't know they did that for you. Like the same thing you saying, somebody did it for you, but you didn't know it. Because they operate through their purpose, they 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 don't want to they don't want to die one day, man, or they don't want to get they don't want to be on their deathbed with all these regrets, talking about man, I wish I would have. So you know, Jeremy, when people say everything you want is on the other side of fear, if you can go to the other side of it, and hopefully you live long enough to realize what your purpose is. I'm a I went from a have not to a have got. I went from dirt roads to paved roads, small buildings to skyscrapers, and I'm still the same me. I don't drink unsweet tea. That's dirty water to me. I don't drink that. You want unsweet tea? That's nasty. No, I want sweet tea. I want that. You know, sorry, that diabetic tea. I want that. I want that. <laughs> I want that shit swimming at the bottom. But in the process of it, right, I get to help somebody along the way. I get. I get to. I get to. Uh, B J. Bennett, the guy who's gonna get to who helped me write my book. We. I was taking him home one day, and there was the people on the side of the road, so I pull over. I see a dude with a gas tank open and I see his daughter. I said, man, what's going on, man? He said, Oh man, you know, I am supposed to get, you know, I supposed to get paid, and I ain't got no money. So I get the little gas tank, go to the store right there, put some gas in, in the little in the little container, take about like $20, $40, I give it to him. And you know, it's one of the man, you know, uh appreciate. I said, No, oh, man. Just, when I get back, I can see that his uh his lady is on the other side. I gave it to him, and I said, man, just, you know, take you know, take care of you. Take care of you later, man. You know, put some gas. I, I wish you the best. And BJ, the dude was smiling, bright did it. I said, man, you don't owe me nothing. And BJ was like, well, dude, why did you do that? I said, because we all we got in this life. Ain't nobody else coming, man. I go, we're not the first car to drive by him. We're the first car to stop. A bunch of cars drove by this guy. And I go, man, I want to be for people what I hope people will be for me, even if they don't. Like I want some, you want somebody, if you stranded, do you care who pulls over? Do you care who helps you get you? So, and and uh what what I got out of that is, you know, BJ's asked me, I said, Man, I don't do what I do to stay the same, man. The biggest compliment you get is, man, you're different. I hope so. I hope I'm not how I used to be. And I hope I'm better because. I mean, Jeremy, man, I don't need a lot in this life, man. I've been giving so much, man, and God is still continuing to just, because I'm always trying to find what can I be for somebody else, man. And I'm not this super-duper dynamic, noble individual. It's just the fact that I know nobody else is coming. Like, I know, you know, and I'm not getting political... By no means, you know, you vote for who you vote for, you know, uh, you know, Trump, Biden, Barack, Clinton, I don't care. But Barack Obama said, we are who we have been waiting for. I believe that. I just believe that. And I'm not getting red, blue, liberal, conservative, whatever you I don't, you know. I'm just saying, I just believe that. And my daddy always tell me, son, did you do your part today? I'm like, what? Did you do your part today? And I'm like, Daddy, man, and, and he'll go, you know what? I don't want to hear it. Because he says, it's 24 hours in a day. You couldn't find somebody to do something for today? And that could be a compliment. That could be a smile. That could be opening up a door. That could be, it's going to be all right. Uh, until it, be, he said, my daddy said, until it becomes normal, it's abnormal. And it's supposed to feel funny. Then once it becomes normal, it don't feel like you're doing nothing. I don't, I don't feel like I'm doing anything, man, when I'm doing for people, man. I Because, I mean, I'm only one person, Jeremy. I ain't trying to, you know, in the Bible it says, one can lead a thousand, two can lead 10,000. I'm just waiting on that person to come next to me. Now we got 10,000 we can go out there and say, listen, man, just I know this is a lot of people, but we can do this. You know what I'm saying? It's funny. It's, it's, that's what football taught me. The great Bill Curry told me football taught him football ain't nothing but life. A hundred yards long, 53 and a half yards wide. That's all football is. And I called Bill one time, man. He like, yeah, Ben, i was trying to do something. He said, yeah, Ben, I do all I can to help me. The great Bill Curry now, like, you gonna help me? like, yeah. He says, because I met you at SEC Media days. He says, and you're the same person on the phone, you are a person. Most people are different on the phone <laughs> than they are a person. And man, it's, it's crazy. I mean, I, I sit over here and I just put my hands up because I, I say to myself, my life would have been just fine being regular. God saw something different. Like, nah, dude, he knows who, he knows why. And instead of saying, okay, being selfish saying man, I want to be in my own little cocoon. I was in the NFL. I made some good money. I signed some autographs. No, that was just a preview of what of what more is in store for me. So I'm accepting it. I'm not running from it. And stuff like this gives me a chance to kind of like share some light on just where I am in my life and hopefully man where I'm going.
1: Well this is this is part of what I want with this podcast is in May uh we had at the end of each one of my podcasts, we talked about mental health and you, you have to take care of yourself. And what you're doing right here, uh, Ben is, is not only do you have to take care of yourself, but we're all we got. And that's a Titan statement. Actually, we're all we got and we're all we need. Absolutely. And, and, and this is the thing is each one of us, uh, we are in a way our brother's keepers and we need to be helping as much as we possibly can. Now you, um, You've had a lot of, lot of people in your life that I'm sure have influenced you positively, your mother being one of them. Uh, you mentioned Ron Zook and Steve Spurrier. In um, the NFL, did you have some positive influences?
3: The greatest positive influence I had in the NFL was Aaron Kenny. no doubt about it. Aaron Kenney was the big brother that I needed. He was, I mean, he was my guardian angel, man. When I first get there, when I first get drafted, after the first person I met when I got in the building was Aaron Kenny. He had on a white polo shirt with some shorts and some flip-flops or a hat. He gave me his card and said, he says, I'm Aaron Kenny, anything you need, call me. Now think about that. I'm I'm in a sense here, I'm in competition, right? I'm the guy that's supposed to be trying to go back and forth with him. But this is what Aaron Kenny knew. He goes, Ben, okay, you might be a better athlete than me, but you're not a better pro than me. You are a professional because you got drafted, but you ain't a pro yet. See, a lot of people don't understand just because it's like if I pass the bar, okay, now I can apply to go to some law firm. That don't make me no lawyer. I got to stand in front of that judge and I got to say your honor, you know, on on the night of whatever. So the reason why I had any inkling of a career is because number 88, Aaron Kinney, man, they don't make him like him because he was, Aaron Kinney was married. He had two kids at the time. And he was just showing me about life, man. I, listen, man, EK could do it all, man. I mean, I, I used to talk trash. to The defenders, when I had to block them, because EK on the side with me, I talk trash. Now, if I'm on the side by myself, I ain't gonna say as much, because you know I got <laughs> to get the job done. But and then I had, I had, I had, uh, I had Keith Bullock. Keith Bullock talked. Keith Bullock told me that every that uh, he said, uh, he said, a uh, football, uh, he said, every day in football, just like in life, is an audition. You got to prove your worth every day. So every time you come out there on this field, you got to prove your worth. And eat, and and i and I listen. I I, I played with Derrick Brooks. I had a cup of coffee with, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's the greatest weak side linebacker of all time.
1: Okay. absolutely.
3: Lawrence, Lawrence Taylor is the greatest outside linebacker of all time. Right. I get that part. Ray Lewis. You know, taking another way from Mike Singletary and all these. You know, Brian like he might be the greatest middle linebacker. People need to watch Keith Bullock play the game. The only reason why Keith Bullock wasn't making Pro Bowls because everybody getting sacks now with the, with the linebackers. So now it was how many sacks you got. I watched Keith Bullock pick off Drew Brees three times on Monday night football. Three times.
1: I remember that game.
0: Yeah, so, that's the you know,
1: Titans need to be on Monday Night Football a lot more. <laughs> so I, I had I had Troy Fleming, man. I had Jared
3: Payton. I had I had Bo Scape. I had Ben Hall. I had Ben Hartstock. Ben Hartstock is in my book. Me and Ben both got drafted in 2004. He's from Ohio. Stayed up from Florida. He's from a he's from a he's from a farm in uh from a farm in uh, Ohio. Went to went to went to Indy and kind of was like a out of place because they had Dallas Clark. Well, being hard stuck with Dallas Clark, were two totally different players. So when he came over to the Titans, you know I wasn't really performing up to to my ability at that point. So I kind of had some friction with him because I know they got it because I was hurt a lot. But have, and then pulled me to the side and said, Man, we started having these live conversations about, man, dude, it ain't about who's the better player. It's about who fits what they're trying to do right now. And those talks helped me get back to being, because I, ooh, Lord, I had developed this selfish mentality, man, because it's easy to play when you're the guy. It's hard to play when you're cheering for the guy. That's hard to do. I had lost my way as far as like, being a teammate. I went from not caring about stats to caring about it. I went to not caring about performance, to caring about it. But being hardstopped, he was like my compass, man. He got me back on track. And those conversations, laughing with each other, telling telling, telling. being hardstopped, if you catch a pass, you got to pump the arm that got the ball in the hand. He wouldn't pump it. He just running. I said, you look crazy out there, B-Hart. But I became a teammate again because I never cared about people knowing who I was individually. I wanted my teammates to love playing with me. I wanted them to be like, hey, you, you good? Like, that's what I cared about. because That's all I had. So, B Hart was one of the best, man. Being Hardstop, being Hall, Bo Skate, Greg Gunther, that tight end room was the best. Uh, Coach Henshaw, Aaron Kenny is, man, I owe that dude everything I did in the league and his family. His son, I mean, his wife, Julie, Sienna, Elijah, Floyd Reese, and um. oh, man, Marcus Robinson. That played with the Titans when they—he was a starting safety when they went to the Super Bowl '99. Yeah. He was a player personnel guy. He really, really, he really, really showed me, man, like what it takes, man. Like these guys were showing me that, look, man, you're not going to be a guy that's going to not have life past Nashville. But when you young, like, what you talking about, man? I'm playing for 15 years, man. We're going to Super Bowl. What are you talking about? But they was preparing me for life after football and. Football went from this to this. It's, it's getting, it's getting, and I'm not going to admit that. I'm not going to tell, you know, my teammates, man, football used to be all I had. Now it's just what I do, right? And those conversations, because you didn't realize, no one's going to remember you like that, man. It's about the current crop of players. But when, I, when I'm going through Nashville, I'm going to these places just shaking people's hands, having conversations like I'm having with you, I humanize myself. Because you can't separate the fame from the person. Oh, these people are famous. They don't, they don't shop what we shop. They don't do what we do. Yeah, we do. I mean, I I lived in Walmart. I buy my my T-shirts from Walmart to this day. Why? Because they. Because I mean, because I like the fabric and it's cheap, right? But though Floyd Reese, the GM that 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 uh you know that um that drafted me, uh, Tina Tuggle. It was so many people, man. But I I'm, I'm Tyrone Calico. You oh, know, yeah. it was it, it was so many guys, man. And uh what Vin <laughs> you know, he, he made me laugh, man. He uh even Pac Man Jones, I think that guy is so misunderstood, man. It don't even make no sense, man. To be the number one drafted, to be the highest drafted defensive player that had Sean Merriman, all those guys in that draft. But I but yeah, but e, I, but listen, EK is the one though. He he's the one because he taught me about life, man. And he and and I know people say that he really cared about me. He really cared about my mental because, man, I didn't know what mental health was when I was 21 years old. Man, I'm thinking, do everybody? Be? Like this pressure stuff is real. And I, I'm, I know people know I did this. I used to live right off of Old Hickory, right before you get to Brentwood. And while I lived that I stayed real close to this YMCA. This, this is how crazy it was. I would get up. I had to be to work at like eight. I would get up at six, no, like five thirty, to be at the YMCA by six o'clock. When they open up doors and walking in, I get on the stairmaster for like an hour, work up a sweat, <sighs> like really just trying to work all this stress out of me. Now I don't know why I'm like, well, don't nobody really notice me in the morning. I mean, I do this. I leave there, go to my house, take a shower, get to work by eight. One day, Mike Heim- not Mike Heim- uh, Mike Munchet, his daughter Alex, his daughter Alex pulled me to the side one time. She said, "Ben, let me tell you something. She says, "My dad loves you." I said, what do you mean? He says, my dad at the dinner table told me and my sister, if y'all brought Ben home, I would I would love that. Like he's the type of guy that you want your daughter to marry. They go. Ben, he he says Ben gets up in the morning, and goes to the YMCA to work out and come. I didn't know nobody knew this, which I'm thinking. And then people go, I'm sorry, Ben. Well, people know who you are in Nashville. I know it's big, you know, but you're a big, big black guy that you play for the Titans. You was our top pick. They know your face. And you don't realize, Jeremy, the type of impact of uh, Jim Swartz told me one time, hey, Ben, don't let football change you. You're an energy guy, you're a positive guy. You're what the Titans want as a player. Because you think you got to make Pro Bowls or Super Bowls and all you know. Mm-mm. And they say, you just got, he's, and I asked Floyd Reese one time, I said, man, why did you draft me? I interviewed him on my show one time. He said, because, Ben, we never had to worry about your name coming up when you left the facility. And somebody, if we get a call in the middle of the night, we know it's not going to be. And I'm like, really? Yeah, we know you can play. He said, but he said, but we drafting the person and the player. And I'm like, really? Yeah, of course. He said, because you're a brand ambassador. When you're walking around Nashville, that's us. They can't separate you from us. So we're not trying to separate us from you. Right? And here I am, man. It's just, it's just, but EK Aaron Kenney, he knows. EK know, man. If I saw EK right now, man, I, I kissed him on his lips, man. He knows, because he knows he's the. I don't make it, Jeremy. Let me tell you something. I don't make it two years in Nashville without him because it's 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 a beautiful thing. But man, it's it's crazy. Like we got them, you know that go Jer- that go that go you know that go Zach Thomas that go Ed Reed Troy Polamalu. I'm like what? Hey Ben, you need to get open. Oh Troy Polamalu, the Hall of Famer. Yep, Ed Reed. What? I, we ran a fake punt against the we ran a fake punt against uh, the, uh, the Ravens and it worked. But they didn't tell the gunners. So it came back. I was like, oh man, got a nice little fake punt play. Ed Reed comes up to me after the game and goes, boy, that was a great play, man. That, that fake punt, I love that. And I said, but it got called back. He said, well, you, he said, did you do your part? I'm like, yeah, that's all you can do. If you do your part, that's all you can do. Right. He said, don't worry about, he said, as a player, it's not your job to worry about who ain't doing theirs. You gotta do yours. And I said, and I and I said, I said, you Ed Reed. He said, I am. He said, You being true? I said, I am. And he, you know, shook my hand, walked off. I wanted to see Ray Lewis, but you know, he's he Ray Lewis. You know, he, he's a fan favorite. But nah, man. It, and uh, you know, just so many uh Dan Fails that I that I, I met him with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, John Gilmore that I met with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, um, two guys that played tight end, uh, and a uh, war done. I bought. He's the first book I ever bought and read. I read a book. His, his locker was and he sold me my first laptop. He kind of got over me too. Work. You know, you overcharged me, man. But it's fine. And I should have kept it. But hey, man, and 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 just just some incredible people, man. Uh, you know, like I said, I had some great teammates, right? But some of those guys were great people, man. They really, really were. That 2004 draft class. We had fun, man. Troy Fleming. <laughs> Troy Fleming, one of the funniest people I've ever met, one of the strongest people I've ever met, too. Old, old Battleground Academy alum, uh, Tennessee ball. Uh, that boy blocked for Travis Henry in college, a block for Travis Henry in the pros. So, which I mean,
1: I, I, I had a great time with some great teammates, great teammates, great people. That uh, your, your name and names, you're bringing back some very, very positive memories, not only – me watching the Titans in uh, in the area, but also on Madden. Uh, I cannot tell you how many touchdowns I threw to you in Madden,
3: man. I, yeah, Jeremy, let me tell you, y'all. Let me tell you something about this Madden stuff. When I used to go to the mall, and I, I'm a hat guy. I love. Hats. I only I got these little crazy hats. He I is got, like, sporting all, an
1: awesome hat right now. I wish I could sport I, something I, like that.
3: I only, I only, I only wear Atlanta Braves, uh, 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 like a like a like little cap, like little little. Little, like, like, fitted caps, but I, I, I'm trying to go in and get a hat. It's Thursday, you know. I'm let me get me some hats. I love, I love all white Atlanta Braves hats. I walk in, the guy's bringing me up. He goes, The guy goes, Tell him, he goes, Hey, man, you, you killed us last night. What are you talking about? Man, you dropped like the game with it. I didn't drop anything, okay? Like, we haven't played yet, but Madden, thank God, and like it is now. People, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, Come on, Ben, like, we almost wanted you, and what you realize, and this is what I realized in that moment. They just want me to interact with them. Like like the same people that cheer for you, buy your jerseys, man, want autographs. They want when they meet you, are you a person or are you a celebrity, right? And I've always got that. I've always understood that, hey man, yes, if they see you in a the restaurant, and they see you, they do the double take, they're going to come up to you. Now, Every, all the nervousness is on them, right? They don't know what to say to you. They don't want to bother you while you're eating. Right. But this is where they saw you. So I learned that, man, just be normal. Don't, you know, don't let, don't let the celebrity kick in. Don't let that, oh you, man, it's almost like, man, we went to Models one time, man. And they had some chicken, and the lady was like, no, 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 we finna going to get, oh, Ben is here? Oh, we're going to get y'all some fresh chicken. That chicken was so hot. Oh, we couldn't even bite it so hot. But I just wanted to make sure that I appreciated those that appreciated me. And I knew that. That's what being from the South and coming up the way I came up taught me, man. I don't never want to be that. And, man, I ain't signed no autograph. This is the funniest thing ever. Me, <laughs> me, Troy Fleming, and uh, and, uh Albert Harris wrote from somewhere one time, and this kid won our autograph. So me and Troy signed it, and I signed it. She goes, "Hey, Albert, sign this." Albert said, "Not today, kid." The kid goes, she, "She said you said no to a fan. That's why you guys suck anyway." And run off. It was so, it was so funny because in that moment, it don't take but a second to do this. And once you lose, once the money or the because. Per- I say this all the time. Nashville is a city, but it ain't New York City. It ain't Los Angeles. It ain't Chicago. People know you when they see. Ain't going to be no, is that him? It's going to be, hey, Ben, man, what's up? Like, what y'all, you know? And I used to try to avoid it, but then they they everywhere. I'm like, do my mama want to say this to me? She probably don't say it because she's my mama. She don't want me to kick out my house for soft trash. So... I love Nashville for Nashville. The Tennessee Titans fans keep you honest, they keep you humble. But they're gonna be like, dude, are we gonna? They'll say something like, Are we gonna? Are we gonna beat the Texans, dude? Because I played in the era of peak Manning. So you're not beating the Colts unless Rob Baron is the king of 60 yards, which he did. Yes, but he did. That, but, but other than that, man, I, Nashville was so great, man, because I need – listen, from Georgia. Went the college of Florida got drafted by Tennessee, the only thing that used to mess me up about Tennessee was that freaking Central Time.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but you know, to, you know. though.
3: But other than that, man, it was, it was, it was. It, I, it, I, takes, I,
1: I some, it takes some getting used to. I've lived over in Warner Robins. I have my wife there, Warner Robins in Georgia. There, and I, I don't Warner
3: Robins is. Oh, oh Warner Robins, oh,
1: almost making, but not making. Almost, but see, I, uh, I couldn't get used to the Eastern Time. <laughs> I, I just couldn't get used to it. That, but see, see, this is the thing that I've been to several, and I don't think i am able to go this year, but I've been to several uh, Titans training camps up there at the sports park. Might have even seen you oh. to practice out there. The one thing that I do say about the vast majority of the Titans players is that they will sign autographs. They'll take pictures. Um, they're very humble. Now, about two years ago, I went and saw – Tom Brady practiced there. He wasn't signing any autographs.
3: Oh, no, 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 Tom ain't going Tom, Tom's not going to do something for you and he knows that somebody else is going to see it and then he got to do – I mean, I was – I don't know if this is true or not. Somebody told me Brett Favre, after every game in Green Bay, would sit there and sign every single autograph. And I'm like, and that means he gets home. But you got to think, after games – I, it's, a, it's been Baptist Sports Park. I mean, it's been the Coliseum, ALP Field. I don't even know what it is now.
1: Nissan yeah.
3: Stadium. This is what I can appreciate about Titan fans. Now during the game, you can hear all kinds of stuff. Oh, come on, catch the ball, make the tackle, uh, because it's a roller coaster ride, right? Like we there together, right? But after the game, all that stuff goes away. They been, hey, been, they been. And what I realized the most is man, most people are not gonna do what I was blessed to do. People paying tickets, man, buying concessions, man, paying for parking, buying merch. When I first got drafted by the Titans, I went to the Titans shop to see my jersey in there. And I ain't see it. First got drafted, I'm like, where is that? Where is that? Where is that? I go in there. I walk in there. I'm talking about I walk out. I go in there again. Don't see it. Walk out. So the third time I go, the lady goes, come here. She goes, you come here all the time. Your jersey is gone. Like They bought it already. Like It's (laughs) not in here because we don't have it. It's sold out. Right. And she goes, you coming in with here with the long face. She like, she said, Your stuff sold out like that. Right. So then when I went from 86 to 84, I went there again and it sold out again. And she says, She said, Ben, your stuff is selling out like you're a freaking quarterback. It's selling out. She said, Because I said, Why do you think fans want to buy? She says, Fans care about people that care about them, man. Like, like a fan can tell, a fan is like a child, they can tell genuineness. Feel as though you're genuine, man. If you had a bobblehead, it would be gone. Somebody wearing an 86 troop on their back or 84 troop on their back. They just still this on my jersey. Like, you, you start somebody's hero, and that's like the great Steve McNair, and I don't care. I know what some great players are. Peyton Manning went to Tennessee was the number one overall pick. Murray and all these guys, they going to Oklahoma and LSU.
1: We're having hey, internet sir. problems, Ben. You're right.
3: You're, a, you're
1: We're having internet trouble. I'm hoping that we get – Okay, um, we're going to wrap this up because I don't want to lose you. We're going to wrap this up. Okay. And to do this, and I would love to have you back on. Um, but I want you to do two things for me. I want you to do two things for me. Uh, number one, tell us about your book. And I go ahead, go ahead.
3: Uh, well, is called my book is called uncommon.
1: Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, there we go. okay see this is the problem it is mine it's mine for some reason it is there we go there we go there you go yeah try it again
3: okay Okay. i will say well the the name of my book is called uncommon and unfinished the band troop story with bj bennett bj bennett uh you know co-wrote the book with me he is the he is the other co-host on three and out uh myself uh bj and kevin thomas and Man, my book, my book is called Uncommon Unfinished because that's how I feel as though my life is. I feel as though my life is uncommon. I have an uncommon mindset, but but I'm, but I'm an unfinished product. And my book is about the people, places, and things that help me become who I am and who I am becoming. It's, it's, it's a love story between a father and a son trying to navigate life. But it's also about college pro. It's about, you know, fatherhood or trying to understand trying to navigate life. It's about transitioning. But it's really a gigantic thank you. There are gonna be people in this book who are gonna buy my book, who are thinking that it's gonna be all about me and they're gonna see their name in it. Like, And I'm not just talking about family members, I'm talking about coaches, teammates, friends, because how do I encapsulate all that has happened to me in 213 pages? And I think I achieved it because Like, it goes back to what I said, Jamie, I'm always the one being cheered for. I want to cheer for these people. I want to show them. Now, Aaron Kenny knows he's in there. I told him way before I even knew what the book was going to be called. But it's my way to say thank you. It's my way to say that I'm a human being, that mistakes, trials, tribulations, trying to understand who you are, trying to navigate this crazy thing called life, understanding that... I don't have all the answers just because I'm in the limelight that just comes with my profession. But telling the truth, like not trying to, you know, it's gonna it's it's gonna be some stuff that's gonna be hard for certain for for certain people to know about me in there. But I ain't want I ain't want to sugarcoat it, man. I, I have a son and two daughters, and have I been the best daddy I can be to them? No. Do I make excuses for it? No. But am I a better daddy now? Yes. But I don't, I don't, listen, this is not to paint myself as this heroic, you know, individual. This is, this is about, this is about transition, making strides, ups, downs. But I I love the way we wrote it because it's a winding road, man. I went from a house with no indoor plumbing, a well and an outhouse to, you know, $100,000 cars, right? But in the process of all that, I found me in the process of touchdowns playoff games autographs who has being and that and and that's what it's about man it's about figuring out that I'm I'm more than an athlete man I'm more than a than a than a than a, a football player and and I and I and I love the way it ended man I mean we talk about a lot of different things that we I try to I talk about my mother's strength I talk about my father's addiction I talk about I talk about always wanting uh, to know how my father really felt about me. I talk about my backbone and my sister, and my brother. I talk about fatherhood. I talk about navigating this thing, man. But it's it's the fact that we got it done. The pandemic gave me and BJ a chance to really do it. And even though it'd be Hard already know, being and Hardstock was on, on my show, and I told him that he was in my book, and he asked me why. And I said, and I and I told him what I told you because, man. You helped me get back on track, man. I want to be a, I'm, I, listen, I am not, I am not the greatest anything. Like as far as like being a player, I am the greatest teammate there is. I will put me being a teammate versus anybody. But I, and because I was like in high school, I was like in college and I lost my way for a second the pros. Oh, B-Hart pulled me back. And B-Hart said, he said, being, he said, I appreciate it. He said, because I never, ever thought I made an impact on any team. I was on. I was like, what? So here he is thinking that he's, Less than, and I said, man, well, I don't know what you pulled when you was with me. Whatever energy, enthusiasm, and love you gave me, I needed it. Keith Bullock is in there, man. Uh, ben Hart, Ben Hart uh, uh, is in there, man. Uh, and I, I, Ben Hall, I mean, is in there. It's, it's so many people, but my book is a is a gigantic thank you. It, it really, really is. It's, it's about just saying, man, thank you. If you had anything to do. With me doing what I've done, doing what I'm doing, and what I'm going to do, man, I just want to say thank you because I'm not me without it. I'm not me without, I have a children's book called Judy and John. Judy and and you go to judyandjohn.com, J-U-D-E-E-A-N-D, J-O-N.com. It's a lady by the name of Miko Isidore. I met Miko in Nashville, right? And we were talking about life. I became a God, godfather to her to us to a son, able to a daughter, Yamis. Yamis about to go to, to Memphis. Me and her, I became an author of a children's book before I became an author of this book. But uh, you know, Uncommon and Unfinished, man, is a is a is a triumph story. It's a it's an overcoming story, man. It's a story about a young man who became a grown man and didn't know what in the world he was doing, had to look like I did, but now I'm embracing everything that has to do with me, man. I'm not running from any of it. Like I said, I went from why me to why not me. I went, I, you know, you know, things didn't happen to me. God made sure I know it, it happened for me. And here I am, man. Most of us fade away, you know. And I was looking forward to fading away. God was like, nope. Here's your, here, here's your, here's the listen. Football gave me a great part of my life. After football, God gave me the rest of my life. This is this is gonna be the rest of my life, and. Like I said, man, I never thought I was going to be no author, man, but I'm getting so much support from former players, former, you know, you know, colleagues. And I will see, man. I'm like, you, I'm not doing it for the money, man. I'm trying to sell as many books as I can. So that's many readers that's going to read it. But I'm not doing it for the money, man. I'm doing it because I have five grandparents, a great grandmother, two grandmothers and two grandfathers. And I knew them all. They, they hopefully up in heaven saying that Well, that boy again, they let this boy do it. There he go again. <laughs> but at the same time, my life is a dream, man. It really, really is, man. At the end of the day, man, I think that, I think that the American dream is what I've achieved. Ordinary people living extraordinary lives. Most, all of us are ordinary. I don't care who you are. Tom Brady, LeBron, you're ordinary, but our lives can be extraordinary. And extraordinary to you is going to be different. What's extraordinary to me? My life is extraordinary because I've negotiated for my life what I want my life to be. And I didn't know that was what I was doing when I was younger. But hey man, God gave me the NFL, man. Most people play, most people don't even get a chance to do that. I mean, I met Jeff Fisher, Andy George, uh freaking Derek Mason, Brad Hopkins, uh-huh. Samari roll. So yeah, so yeah. But my, but my but my book, my book hopefully would inspire everybody who has a story to tell theirs, because I'm telling you, there is somebody out there that need that needs your life, that needs your story. I, I really, really believe that my story is a microcosm of a lot of people's stories and encapsulated and in a book. And hopefully when you read it, man, you're you know, gonna see you, the stuff you knew, but you're gonna see the stuff you would be like, Ben, uh,
1: yeah, man. Uh, uh, you can you can pre-order it. I'm gonna pre-order an autograph pretty soon.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. Go to go to uh go to bentroop84.com. Bentroop84, B-E-N-T-R-O-U-P-E, uh 84.com, and uh, and uh, you can pre-order it. And uh every everybody that orders it from Bentroop84.com will get a a an autograph copy from me. I'm not one of those, oh you got to pay $50 to get the... no buy from buy from there. I will see it, I'll see your name. I'm doing it too. Boom, give it to you because without y'all. Y'all still cheering for me, man. Like that's what y'all don't get. It, now, it's crazy.
1: Now, but before I have to let you go because again, I don't want to lose the I have right in my hand here. A Kevin Dyson bobblehead. This is one of my favorite bobbleheads, Kevin Dyson, one of my favorite Titans. New York City Miracle. Now, now you you are you are talking, of course. I think one of my all-time favorite Eddie yes. George here. Now, does does Ben Troop have a bobblehead? Ben Troop does not have a
3: bobblehead, but if I but if but if I ever get one, I will definitely get I will definitely get it to you. I, okay. I, 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 I always I always wanted a bobblehead, man. I mean, because you know,
1: bench. Jo- <laughs> I have a bench now. Now here's the thing, Ben. I have a Javon curse that my dog. The was freak. There. I had Javon curse, and you know what? I was looking at this book today. A Tennessee Titans book. And inside the book, my dad got me a Javon curse autograph. I I'm just having, I'm having the nineties and 2000 Titans come in. Now here's where you are going to come in and you're going to play part in this. All right. And this is where we're going to end. Um, I've asked Ben Troop for personally to, to send to get me an autograph for me personally, but I am offering an autograph to a listener of the football's family podcast. Okay, Ben. But they're going to have to answer a question. They're going to have to answer a question. Now, you ready? Now, you don't answer it. I know you know the answer. Okay. Um, but the Music City Miracle was the last episode I put out. Now, Kevin Dyson, Kevin Dyson here, and you're not seeing this, but on, my, on the Zoom, Kevin Dyson, the, the guy I'm holding, received the Music City Miracle, and one of the highlights of my life, not only seeing the 99-yard run that Derrick Henry did, I was there. Um, but I ran the same route that Kevin Dyson did on Nissan Stadium. I'm not as fast as Kevin Dyson. I'm a slow dude, but I ran the same route. Kevin Dyson wasn't the original guy just to receive the the home run throwback. He was not the original guy that was supposed to receive that. The first person on the timestamp on Twitter that messages me at Jeremy underscore McFarlane with the correct name, Mr. Ben here says, you know, he's going to send a uh, an autograph to it. me, and I, I will, will send it, it to you. I will do it. Now, will do it. now, this is, uh, if you listened to last week's episode, you know the answer. Now, again, I'm I'm in this because, number one, I'm a fan of Ben Troop, and even some, more so now than I was before. Uh, ben, you are an inspiration. Thank you. Thank you.
3: No, man. Thank you. Thank you for thank you for having me, man. This is listen, Jeremy, you're the reason why I do what I do, man. You're the reason why I am who I am. I am I am nothing but the people who who, you know, like do the things that money cannot buy. This is what money cannot buy. Being able to, uh, you know, I said this. Whatever it took to get here, gonna take that even more to stay here. I will always make myself available for people like yourself, man, because once you get to the point where you're like, I can't do this no more, no, nah, man. Because you never know what will come from things like this. So I'm going to work on getting that bobblehead because I I love all those guys over there. I'm trying to get that bobblehead. But whoever answered that question, I will definitely – it will be my pleasure to send them an autograph. And I will definitely send your
1: autographs. Can you give me a tighten up? Tighten
3: up? Listen, I'm going to give you better than that. Listen. You give me something better. Listen, man, we all we got, we all we need. And at the end of the day, I don't want to hear about no Deshaun Watson and his legal trouble. That's his business. Wessylvania – he was he, the reason why he in Philadelphia cuz he don't drink enough milk. Y'all know his bones ain't strong enough and we ain't listen. And Trevor Lawrence, he might look like a model without a jersey on, but he going he going to get used to seeing the how that Nashville and Jacksonville uh skyline look cuz that offensive line can't block these guys and what? nobody going to – Look, we got H. Keep going. Keep going. And we got Julio. Oh my god. <laughs> Julio, who? And listen Listen, AJ, who Julio domes, AJ Brown, uh, Derrick, Derrick Henry. Henry. All, 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 all I want people to know is this: Don't take it personal, because we're gonna win the AFC South. And to those Ravens that was, you know, uh, Marcus Peters, all that stomping on the logo and stuff like that, Marcus Peters. I hope we have to come to y'all this year, cause we got cause kick cause that get Mike Gray will know. You know we gonna use our shoulder pads and our helmets to get some revenge. But listen, y'all don't like us. We don't like y'all. The Ravens and the Titans go back a long way from the Eddie Georges to the Ray Mills's of the world. We don't like y'all, and y'all took Stephen Mack from us.
1: That hurts. That and
3: really, really K- hurts. Derek Mason, Derek Mason oh, too. D-Me tomorrow. Oh, I'm just saying, y'all took a lot of our guys from us. But you know what? Listen, congratulations. Oh, Lamar Jackson got his first playoff win. I bet you. But we we hope to see y'all again this year. Because if you've never seen Derrick Henry work out, he's a mutant. I don't know how he <laughs> does the stuff he does, but I'm happy that he plays for them Titans. I'm happy that they gave him that extension. The last time I checked, Houston, you don't even know who plays for the I shout Deshaun Watson. Uh, uh uh people think that Trevor Lawrence and Travis E.J. finna run through the AFC South like it's like it's the ACC. and it it's not. And um them boys, them boys from Jacksonville, they can't, they they can't tackle. They don't want to tackle number twenty-two, but well, now you got to deal. Now you got to deal with number eleven, and you got to deal with Julio. Pick your poison. I, I, I have, have over. 10. I have
1: over in the corner. Derek Mason stiff arm, and I cannot remember the guys that he stiffed on from Jacksonville. But I was sitting in the back area, looking down at that play where he ran ninety-nine yards, and I said, "There's no way. There's no. He's going to do it." I was grabbing my wife and said, "He's going to do it." She said, "He's. He's not." I said, "Yeah, he did." And he then he put two people in the dirt. Come on. And he went ninety nine yards, and he probably could have gone another ten. He was Bo Jackson in tackle well, ball. I
3: mean, I mean, uh, when people get to talk about the Titans, it's only two. It's only one franchise in fair history that has two two thousand yard rushes. You only get I, one game. I'm just saying. I mean, they can they say CJ 2K, Derek Henry, and now, I mean, people think Oh, Julio ain't got nothing left in the tank. <laughs> you back you Anybody that counted Julio Jones out can't count. But we're gonna see. We're gonna see. I ain't listen. The trash talking has already started. I usually say on my trash talk for them boys from Athens, but they think that Georgia's gonna win the Championship. That's not gonna happen. I'm not even gonna get into that conversation. But the Tennessee Titans are gonna win the AFC South. Don't take it personal. Y- y'all thought that Carson Wins are gonna be the reason why the, the Colts are gonna win? Ha! No. If you if you if you didn't do what Andrew Luck, you ain't doing it with Carson Wins. I'm just saying.
1: We are all we got. We are. We, we are got. all we need.
3: Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
1: Thank you, Ben Troop, for coming on the Football's Family Podcast. I mean, thanks for having.
0: Unique items with a retro and historical designs dating back to 1876, including t-shirts, long sleeve shirts, phone cases, mugs, blankets, pillows, towels, and even shower curtains. Go to sports history Network.com, ROW number one for access to the full row one catalog. And for gallery prints and gift items, plus get a 15% discount off all prints on the row one Pictorum gallery with coupon code SHN 15. Follow the link on the show notes.
2: Join George Bozica, the president of the PFRA, and myself, John Bozica, each month for the Professional Football Researchers Association official podcast. We'll discuss the history of the game, the many names of the game, and so many different things for you, making the history of football not only entertaining, but fun at the same time as we join you on the Sports History Network on the official PFRA podcast. How about that?